0: To our brand new show It's not that complicated So listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hank's bank, Hank's bank Hank's bank, Hank's bank
1: Hank's bank, Hank's bank Hank's bank bank. Jamie, uh, to celebrate the end of uh, A Long Journey uh of uh a long time of you and me apart. I've uh been trying to figure out how best we can uh honour this occasion. Mm-hmm. And I decided that uh assuming your hand wound has healed by now, uh we should both stab our hands uh and, and then like blood brothers, press them against each <laughs> other and let it scab over <laughs> until uh we are joined forever
0: as blood brothers. Okay, I I think I think I follow. Sure, I think so. Wait, you want to stab yourself now? Yes. Ahead of in three months' time, hopefully it will have healed. I've got this pair of scissors. You do. <laughs> Listen, he has grabbed a pair of scissors. Uh, for anyone who doesn't remember uh, about. Three or four weeks ago, yeah, yeah. according to you guys, um, I stabbed myself in the hand. Yes. Uh, and it has seemingly been uh, the consistent running theme since, as we're recording so many episodes back to back, but my hand has not yes, healed yes. in the meantime.
1: So to Jamie's eternal um, chagrin, uh, this has re- maintained the running joke. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, all diehard listeners of the show should also stab their hands now. Yes, yeah, in, in solidarity with me. Yeah. Like Christ. Um, yes. I, I, can, I can only
0: hope. That, uh, yeah, when this episode actually releases yeah. uh, on March 3rd, mm-hmm. um, for, for anyone who uh, isn't... Not not to pull the curtain back too much, but we are recording this um, before 2020. <coughs> um, so, it's quite a while away. I do
1: hope the hole in my hand is no longer there. Which is why we both gotta stab our hands now, Jamie, so we can be blood brothers. Um... You know what? I I appreciate the
0: sentiment. Wow! But as someone who has uh, existed with a yeah, hole in their yeah, hand yeah, for a little bit now, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can highly not recommend okay, it. Okay. Um, have you ever tried showering with cling film round your hand, Alexander? It's not fun. Have you ever tried washing dishes one-handed? It's not fun. Have you ever tried looking at your hand and it has a fucking hole in it? It's also not fun. But you know... Oh,
1: no. Two things. Uh, First of all, and most importantly, um, in times like this, I ask myself, uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And of course, Jesus, man famously, with holes in his hand, would clearly stab himself so he had holes in his hand. (laughs) And two, Jimmy. Uh, I would like to make it clear that he Jesus didn't do it to himself. He allowed it to happen, yeah. but he was not the one hammering the nails in. That is that is fair. Secondly. Um, uh, secondly, Jimmy, if you don't want to be my blood brother, just say you don't want to be my blood brother. It's fine.
0: Don't I wa- worry. I won't say that, Alexander. Sure. What I will say is Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is my still holeless co host, Al. Say
1: hello, Al. I have holes. <laughs> <laughs> Name them. Uh, my mouth holes. Okay. My ear holes. Okay. One and two. Okay, that's three. Nostril
0: one. Nostril two. <laughs> that's four and five. You're taking a long time to get to my the one we want. there it is uh and i believe also your penis hole uh but would that be is that seven holes that a male human has or could you count the eye, the eyes as holes i think
1: eyes are holes in a way like like if filled, the, if but, the, you know. yeah
0: they are filled holes but but at that point is that still a hole if i take a hole if i dig a hole and then i fill it up again you wouldn't go hey
1: look at that hole well we we often talk about putting like a round peg in a square hole but But just because it's filled doesn't mean the fact that, you know, it's still there, right? Like, it's not one unified filled thing. It's just, you know, there's a hole and you put something in it to make it seem filled. So we're deciding on nine holes for a a male human. Now,
0: I I hate to potentially reveal myself to be a Mm dum-dum. And I, I very easily could be. Do men have nipple holes? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Are you, are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> Can you cite me a scientific study? Can <laughs> you cite me a scientific
1: study? That I do have nipples.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm wondering. I'm, I, you know, I'm, look, I'm not here for answers. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> oh God, this is. They definitely uh, don't have milk ducks. <laughs> well, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm fully aware of that. But like. Not to get too much into the intricacies of human biology, but like... Alright, we'll Google it, we'll there, Google there it. There are aspects of male and female, while they are useless on the man, or useless on the woman, that doesn't mean that they don't exist. Oh... Hmm. Do men have nipple holes? One sec. Oh, oh, dear listeners, we are googling this. If if we re- if we reveal that men have nipple holes on this podcast, I'm going to be very
1: excited. Male breasts have milk ducks and some. Yeah, baby!
0: Men have nipple holes. That's a whole eleven holes you have, Alexander. But I have
1: twelve, so I'm not I win. Sure. Jamie again. And as much as I don't think either of us like talking about sex on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how long you spent staring at breaths. I wouldn't <laughs> describe them tolls. Well, I Considering a liquid can come out of them,
0: I would... During dis- very specific circumstances. Yeah, no, I, I recognise that. It still makes it a hole. I guess then, but then if we get into that, then we have to accept that every single sweat duct yeah. is also a hole. Also, like, blood can come out of your skin when you're stabbed. Yes, that's a yeah, hole. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I have another hole in me. I fully accept if you stab yourself,
1: you have created a new uh, hole. So, Jamie, we have a... uh, uh vault. Uh, oh, good.
0: Yep. Wow. Uh, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. We have a, uh, a friend's, friends thoughts. thoughts. Thank you. From uh, long term listeners on the show, Patricia, who okay, writes good. In. Uh, um, Now, now. To berate w- me. I, yeah. would, I would like to, again, like these
0: friends' thoughts are becoming very, very untimely. Oh, yeah. That, like, Patricia sent this in and we'll be hearing her response. That, Patricia might have stopped listening by oh, February yeah. because she'll think,
1: what the fuck? Look, Why haven't they responded to I've my be, thoughts? I've got to be honest. If Patricia has gotten to the point of listening to Reviewing the 90s, Patricia is a long time uh, hard and fast fan of the show and we uh, appreciate and love her. But she writes in saying, just to clarify, you changed Forrest Gump's meter to negative one. But Andrew Beckett from Philadelphia at negative two. Andrew Beckett, a man who, it was confirmed in the film, who have cheated on his partner. <laughs> and he has less of a dick meter rating than a mentally handicapped man who just likes running and Jenny. <laughs> now, of course, I reply saying he's a duck, but I Jenny and you know it intentionally or not. So I don't know what time or how drunk I was in replying to that. I think I meant to say he's, he's a, a dick bit. to Jenny and you know it intentionally or not. To which Patricia replies, he might be, but is he more of a dick than a cheater? Uh, I I don't know. Did Forrest Gump die of AIDS? Um, Welcome to the part of the show where we just read out our Facebook conversations with people. So that Um, was the... However, uh, I would...
0: I know Patricia has attacked me many times sure. in the past yeah. I would Fake like to the- firmly say that she is my favourite listener Yeah the, the fact that she cares about the ratings Is the, the, the absolute best So yeah, anyone who hasn't listened to our Reviewing the 90s episode And by download numbers, quite a lot of you <laughs> Yeah, when we changed our, um, our ratings and, and you decided We had originally given them yes. a minus five And you changed them to a minus one um, I mean, Patricia makes a makes a strong argument. Do you? Would you um, at least commit now? When we do do another, if we ever do another, uh, slowing it down and reviewing Tom Hanks's career, because I mean, again, according to the downline numbers, it's not particularly good choice sure. on our end. But if we do decide to do that, very the show, will you commit to at least considering to revisit that
1: score? Um, uh, no, no. Again, I, 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 I Forrest Gump's a bit of a dick. Not like a massive dick, but people if are If mentally... he's a bit of a dick, he should not be a minus one. People are, No, he's not a... Ma- like, what I'm saying is, on the whole, he's a good person. Okay, fine, he looks up to his chunk. <laughs> but people who are mentally handicapped can still be dicks. Uh, it's very important. They can do everything <laughs> we can do, including being dicks. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it lots of times... He, you know, Jenny's not happy to see him, and you know, I don't think that's unfair all the time.
0: Look, um, some of the
1: times, yeah, sure, he was just, you know, in Washington D.C. and he and Jenny see each other, and they run across a lake. But you know, other times he's just in a weird bar and she's <laughs> naked. Look, all I'm saying is I stand Patricia.
0: Um, I want to be Patricia's best man now. Fuck you, you you're out of my life. Just
1: me don't. and Patricia are going to frolic off into the sun together. You just don't want Patricia to call you a fake gamer girl again. I might be trying to crawl back into Patricia's good books. Maybe that's it. It's 100% that Jamie has not mentioned uh, video games, uh, something he does enjoy, for, ooh, 20 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might have been
0: scared into submission at this point. Uh, But goodness gracious, Al, uh, we might be rewarding our long-time listeners, but any new listeners are thoroughly confused. So let's clear up a few things here. Firstly, I said that we are the show that Chronologue reviews Tom Hanks' entire IMDb, uh, and that has not been... Been true for the past 10 weeks. For the past 10 weeks, you have been traveling across Canada. You have moved to Canada for anyone who missed that announcement. Uh, you have moved to Canada in for, uh, political for, for political reasons uh, and have been traveling across Canada for the past two months. Uh, and thus, we have been uh, recording these you know, more fun episodes where we're reviewing not strictly Tom Hanks' entire movie, you know, letting ourselves off so we don't have to watch a three-hour yeah. film um, and record ten episodes in a row all about three-hour-long films. Uh, so we've been doing some other fun things. We've had some great fun episodes about, like, Desert Island Discs, about that time he was at a Sony uh, press yeah, conference,
1: yeah. all sorts. We, we uh, fun fact, uh, even had an entire episode where uh, we mentioned Tom Hanks twice. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, yeah, and... and Honestly, we might beat that record today because we're really stretching the definition of what it means to be a Tom Hanks podcast by reviewing something he quite literally isn't in uh, it is the sleepless in seattle musical yes you might have looked at that uh, title and seen sleepless in seattle and sort sort of stopped halfway and thought oh what I've already I've heard that episode I don't need to listen to it but that is not what we're reviewing uh, dear listeners we are reviewing the sleepless in seattle musical which uh, has recently previewed in London yep. uh, it's first
1: so, ever preview this is a and, brand new show so, we are among the first ever people to see it of course and very importantly uh, this is not a a full review. We would not offer a full review of uh, something in previews uh, before press night. Uh, however, we are going to insult it without any sort of shame. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. We're not a proper journalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. Look, obviously, pinch yourself. Look, I may click we're a comedy podcast. I may, yes, we're,
0: we're ostensibly a comedy podcast, and I, when I uh, upload these, I may click the word publish. But I want to make it clear that I do not consider this podcast to have been published anywhere Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't, don't take, uh, uh, if, if you want to go and see this show, feel free, uh, but we're going to talk about it, and probably not in very nice words, without any too many spoilers. Um, i have some nice words, i got some nice words. But before we get into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. on every one of these, we have been checking in to find out what you reckon you're doing. This episode will be releasing on the 3rd of March, so will you have officially landed in your new home of Vancouver by this point? Well, yes. But- uh, I hope you will have, considering we have another episode coming out in a week's time, for which we will have to record...
1: Yeah, one sec. Um, I'm just confirming my dates. I will either have this point been... Apparently I haven't put those in. Uh, be in Seattle or having Ooh. just been in Seattle, which is very cool. So, which, is very got you, will have visited um, our a good friend, friend of ours
0: and a big fan of the show. So, yes. So uh, he can give you some personal friends' thoughts. Mm-hmm, which should be great. Yeah, and... and- No, I was about to say something quite mean. I'm not going to. Okay.
1: (laughs) Don't worry about it. It it was a joke. Um, Anyway. I thought it was something to do with me and fucking sleepless in Seattle. No, Um,
0: no, no, no. no. No Um, I mean, you will be sleepless in Seattle. Of course. Um, I mean,
1: again, the international uh, city of love, uh, Seattle.
0: Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. is it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking, did I miss something? Anyway, yeah, so this week we're reviewing Sleepy Cynthia Musical. Um, if 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 you are here as a genuine diehard Tom Hanks fan who's been craving some Tom Hanks content, I
1: think I'm ve- we are we are probably gonna do some comparisons sure. to the movie. So but I am sorry. This is this is if anything, uh at least for me, I'm considering this a sort of a reflection on one of my favourite Tom Hanks films, *Sleepers in Seattle, through the medium of uh, (coughs) a musical which maybe doesn't get all the things I love about *Sleepers in Seattle. Yes, probably. So,
0: I mean, if you haven't listened to the Sleeps in Seattle episode, please do go back and listen to it. It's a great fun episode, and also you'll understand more uh, what we're about to say. But to give a quick summary of the plot of both the film and the musical, I guess... um, Tom Hanks slash Tom Hanks' character, we'll probably just call him Tom Hanks for the rest of this, um, his wife dies and then moves uh, to Seattle with his like 10-year-old son. Uh, there, he goes on a radio program. Uh, his son is trying to get him to get out there and back into the dating scene. He goes on a radio program uh, where they're trying to make him feel happier, uh, and he talks about his wife. Mm-hmm. That is broadcast to a woman who lives across in Baltimore, uh, and she falls in love with him. Uh, Through through the medium of radio, she falls in love with him. Uh, And so the rest of the plot is her sending him letters, trying to find a way, trying to convince him to meet her at the uh, Empire State Building on uh, Valentine's Day. Tom Hanks refusing. The son eventually being like, no, I want to go. Going to New York, going to the top of the Empire State Building. Tom Hanks following him, ending up at the top of the Empire State Building, meeting Meg Ryan, and then falling
1: in love and, that was a very good description up. of C Seattle thank um, you uh, just so people know uh, Michael Xavier was playing Sam which was uh, Tom Hanks character of the movie and Kimberly Walsh uh, of Girls Loud was playing Annie uh, played by Meg Ryan uh, in the original, yes. Well.
0: Uh, this was being shown at the uh, Wembley Troubadour Theatre, a very lovely like a, theatre, a very nice, uh, big, like new, modern theatre, um, very trendy. Yes, very trendy. Uh, very far away. Wasn't happy about that. You know, you know. Let's let. So immediately, so let's discuss that. A maybe have may,
1: gone. Just, yeah, just may, by the maybe just the fact the that the
0: commute was about as long as the musical made me slightly upset. Uh, it did make me even more upset uh, that this was a uh, hour and fifty-five a uh, musical that decided to throw in a fucking uh, interval to make it two hours 15. Uh, this is one of my pet yeah, peeves of it, theater is it just... theater. That's under two hours adding in a fucking interval when it doesn't need it. Uh, I want to go home. Stop trying to sell drinks at the yeah. interval. Fuck off. Let me
1: go. There are home. Very specific points when intervals are great. Shakespeare. It's a long, long yeah, thing. real long. It and is- even then, if you want to condense acts one and two into the first half and acts three and four into the second half, that's fine by me. We don't need an interval between every outbreak. That's okay. Uh, we uh, Other major things operas. Great. Does the, If your runtime hits three hours, I do need an interval in that. Three hours uh, is around mean- the bu- point where oh, it's I mean, acceptable. Two hours, you can probably push it, and if your thing is, has a good enough. Through line, you probably should just push it through to no interval.
0: Yeah. Um, other time uh, intervals, uh, I appreciate them. Uh, mid-fucking break, always useful. You know, time to... I use it very similarly, like Sorry. I do in...
1: very confused. Is this that you are having...
0: In in the midst of sex,
1: yes, yeah, yeah. take take a little
0: break. I, I use it much. I use both intervals very similarly. You know, take some time to get a snack, drink some
1: water. I <laughs> Go I to like the loo. that somewhere <laughs> along the last few weeks, especially specifically in the mini uh, era of this podcast, uh, we have become uh, the douche from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you. You
0: know my dream for this podcast Were to be able to get a soundboard yeah. Where I can add in stingers <laughs> Honestly I might just start editing them Into the episodes anyway Just for my own fun um, Anyway yeah so we uh, ventured all the way out To uh,
1: to Wembley to watch this fucking thing Um and uh, Wait 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 sorry what's the mid fucking break <laughs> A break in sex As a break for sex <laughs>
0: Oh, that's up to your own imagination, Al. The mid fucking break is very versatile. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this musical, goodness gracious, I'm looking forward to getting a few questions <laughs> in about two months' time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this musical opens, uh, and we, we sort of had uh, predictions about songs yeah, yeah. that
1: might have existed so in this. I want to walk through a couple of these song predictions. Yeah. The most important one, and I again, is a song which I feel it's lacking, is. My wife is dead. My mom is dead. My, My wife, wife is dead. dead. My, My mom, mom is dead. dead. Your, your mom is dead. Your wife is dead. We both have dead. Lost <laughs> someone. Uh, not there. That's not yeah.
0: there. Yeah. Um, we uh, yeah. That. But the opening is as close as we get to that. Uh, in that, it is. Uh, it opens True. on on the funeral, as yeah. it does in the film. Which you know, for a film kind of works for a musical. It's very weird. It's also... Because then they go into a kind of cheery song about
1: them moving to Seattle. Well, no, no. So, th- th- again, this is this is uh, ants uh, to the... Oh, yeah. No, moving within Seattle. Yes. Thing which is confusing for me. Specifically in the movie, they move from Chicago because we see, I think, either the White Sox Stadium or the Bears. Stadium. Yeah, something like that. We see... Uh, anyway, and they move because you can't be around Chicago uh, without anymore. They need to go somewhere new. Uh, and you know, there's the joke in the movie where he's like, "Oh, we'll take a holiday wherever." And he's like, "No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Seattle." So we move to Seattle. In this. They move house, which, again, I understand. Yes, absolutely. Um, but specifically, again, in the m- movie, they're just moving onto a houseboat because houseboats are cool. In this, they move onto a houseboat because right next to the houseboat is a... Uh, is where he's build- building a, a house. A, is, it's
0: a plot which he's bought where he's building and designing his own house. house
1: which, now, in the film, he is an
0: architect. Yes, that so that's sense. still consistent, but yeah. It's an odd change. It's it's an odd... It, it's... It's a seemingly, why did you make this chain? Like, what what reasoning? Yeah. Like, why bother? T- but anyway. So, yeah. We open on the... the I mean, the, set. I imagine it's like yes, a um, they couldn't afford to show Chicago and Seattle. Um... you can get the rights. No. Um, and so... Well, they probably... I don't even know if they got the rights to this, because it's actually not called Sleepless in Seattle. I did check. It's called Sleepless... Sleepless a Musical Romance. Based on... Based on the screenplay. Play. Um, so they must have got some sort of rights, but the fact that they can't call it Sleepless in Seattle is interesting to me. Um...
1: You know, it's like uh you know, that, that musical about that um treasury guy it's not called Alexander Hamilton, all right, it's just Hamilton, drop the Alexander. It's all right? cooler.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, drop the we need to get out of the first 10 seconds of this musical. I, we already committed that this sure. wouldn't really be a mini oh, but yeah. this is getting so, ridiculous. So, uh,
1: we have the first song that opens. It's basically like, hey, sometimes your life doesn't go the way it's planned. Kind of depressing. The set, uh, very quickly, on the backdrop, it's uh, if you ever have seen a photo of uh, the very successful production of An American in Paris, similar to that. Uh, big LED screens, LCD screens with uh, like projections. Kind of projections, line drawings of kind of architectural uh, scenes of like a home or the skyline of a city. Those are the kind of two images we have. They're brilliant, really great. They move to this new house on the set. It's just kind of a sofa, the coffin. They take off a sheet and it's a sofa and they're moving into a new house. Okay, sure.
0: Yeah, um, we're introduced to uh, all the various uh, characters basically at this point. We have Tom Hanks and his son. Sure. We have Tom Hanks' best friend who... We think in exists film. in the film, but has a much larger he, role in this. I
1: think in the film he has a big mustache and is quite large, and maybe I, I do he's not definitely. Remember him. So you know, there's a scene in the film where um, pretty early, it's the one early on where everyone's like, "You need to go date someone." They are at uh, the house of a client who keeps wanting to change it. So they're like, almost done. And she's like, I want to get rid of this wall. And they're like, well, that's a supporting wall. And she's like, oh, come on, you sweetie. And she mentioned she listened to the show. At that point, there was a character there who talks about dating. And he shows up maybe two other times in the film. He becomes a much bigger character yes. in the musical.
0: Um, he, yeah, he essentially becomes Tom Hanks' best friend and like the supporting uh, side character to the son as well.
1: Yeah, if you've ever seen uh, the movie uh, Nativity or Nativity 2, Danger in the Major or Nativity 3, uh, Dude Where's My Donkey, uh, he basically is Mr. Blobby, uh, Mr. Bobby even. Uh, which is to say, uh, an that... idiot's child man servant. Yes, yes, that, that sort of
0: trope of a best friend who's uh, a little bit chubbier and like an idiot, but also, oh, giving you all your your best friend advice. Oh, look at me, I'm so fun and happy. Uh, I hated yeah. this character. It um, sucks, and it um, also it replaces uh, in the film the uh, kid's best friend, who's the really oh, funny little you girl. Love that? Yeah. yeah, it's my favourite character in the film. Um, we also meet uh, his sister and her partner, um, who are kind of just there as vague bouncing off advice points. Uh, yeah. They affect the plot vaguely at one point. Uh, we of course meet Meg Ryan's character, who is uh, married to Walter. Uh, who is, who's just a little bit boring. That's, that's all it. Like he's got a few allergies and he's a bit boring. This is actually,
1: I think the second song, uh, which is basically, uh, I have anaphylaxis. Ha ha ha. Yes. And you know what? As someone, as someone who's dating someone for a very long time with anaphylaxis, uh, I don't, I don't find that particularly endearing or cute. You know, it's it's terrifying. Oh, but sometimes he sneezes, <laughs> Al. It's also, so funny. I'm guessing anaphylaxis probably can be wrong by nervousness, but also that he gives a long list of allergies, which I assume are maybe the major cause of the anaphylaxis. Yes. Um. Yeah, he's sure. but,
0: but he's just kind of an anxious, boring guy, and that's who Meg Ryan's marrying. He's like, oh, it's so cute. Look at him and. Actually, she's going to turn out to you know hate, hate him Jamie, for no fucking reason.
1: As an anxious, boring guy, uh, I feel this guy gets a bad rep. He's going to be the best human being in both the musical oh, and yeah, the movie. 100%. Uh,
0: yeah. we, we will touch on... I I think the breakup scene between the, those two characters is even worse in this yeah, than yeah, it yeah, is yeah, in the yeah, film. Sure. So we'll get to that. But, yeah, second song is, is that. Um... Is the third song the radio song? There might have been another song in
1: there. Uh, yeah. so We're so probably about, not going to remember so every single so fucking song in this. Basically, just going to walk you through and we'll hear on the major songs. Uh, a year later, after the funeral of their wife, they're in this kind of houseboat. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Jonah calls up uh, America Express, whatever it is, a uh, radio station, syndicated radio station, uh, which takes advice. He says, uh, and the theme is Christmas wishes. Jonah says, hey, I want to get my dad a new wife. She says, "Oh, what's wrong with his current wife?" And he goes, "Oh, well, he's dead." She's like, "Ah, can I speak to your dad then?" Dad gets on the phone, gives a very lovely speech about um, his past wife and his love for her, and why he thinks that he might not ever find another again. Yeah. And it won't happen again. And that says, transitions into song sure. of how much he loves her and how she changed the world. And where Annie uh, listens
0: to this and is like, "Yes, wow, that's amazing." Sure. Um, we then get a song which added a subtext to a plot line in the film, which I thought was very unnecessary. Uh, so in the film, I, famously, it was one of the bits I thought was a bit weird anyway, that the, the entire idea is that around the country, women are just falling over <coughs> themselves and are horny as shit for this yep. guy whose wife has died. The, the concept is that, Oh, and it's, it's kind of dated in the film. I think it's even more dated in this. Now, yeah. Um, it's the idea is, oh, men don't ever speak their feelings so women are in love with this bloke. Oh,
1: I thought it was... In the film, they repeatedly say uh, you're more likely to die in a terrorist attack over the age of 40 than to uh, get married.
0: Oh, I guess they do kind of touch on it.
1: But they they really... That, which
0: is, is, is a weird stat it, they it, like, it's like, like a, it's
1: like a little throwaway yeah. thing in the film.
0: And then, and, and then it becomes an entire song in this of here's three different women who are all over 40 and hugely desperate. Like, it makes it way more of a yeah. thing, which almost inherently paints Meg Ryan's character in the musical in a worse light, because it's inherently saying that she is also one of these desperate, desperate lonely women. Um, but yeah, like, an entire song by three of the char- three of the um, uh, chorus members who essentially play rotating roles, uh, just all being like, hey, I'm a woman, and here's all the things about me, but also I'm desperate, you're my last chance. No,
1: here's my thing. I know it's, uh, sure, I can agree with all that, it is also one of the catchiest songs in the musical. It's like, definitely yeah, one of the better numbers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: definitely one of the better numbers, but the, 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 it's the plot and the concept is a bit weird and also kind of out of date and kind of offensive. Sure. Like, it's not great. Um, I'll sort of touch on that throughout. But yeah, the fact that they managed to make a film from 1993 and then make it in 2019 and make it even more, more dated, dated yeah, is weird. Is weird. Um, and there's another song that's even worse for that. Uh, so yeah, we get through that song uh, and then we essentially get the uh, concept that Meg Ryan wants to write a story about um, Sleepless in Seattle. And again, this is a small plot point in the film that becomes a much larger plot point in the musical. Um, she's talking to her boss uh, and her boss is like, I don't get it. It just seems like you're in love with this guy. Um, she's like, no, no, no. It's just like a cool story. It's like, no, no, no. You're in love with this guy. He tries to like, Convince Walter about it. Like Walter comes in and visits the, off- visits the office, and mm. she's like, "No, no, no, no! Don't talk about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever."
1: So yeah, in the movie, because this is a- it's something which I felt was changed the musical. Is Walter explicitly her boss? Cause in this he owns the newspaper. Does he? Yeah, that's oh, why he gives us stock and stuff. So in, 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 oh yeah, fuck. I think they were just working in the same office building. Yeah, in, or like he's up in accounting or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I don't. But he's explicitly the boss. I did in not this. catch that in
0: this. Yeah, no, that's weird. Um, we also get a song from uh, the mum, uh, Meg Ryan's mum. Yeah. Being all about, like, how no. love is amazing and uh, how me and, me and your dad, like, I just knew from the first time I could tell by the way he... Uh, walked. He walked and, like, the way he said my name. That is a woman's man. Yep. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, ostensibly, it's a sweet song. It's it's it's, it's kind of undermined by the fact... And, and I don't... As someone who is... <laughs> a struggling actor themselves.
1: I don't like to criticise fellow performers that much. Especially not on stage. Especially I, I, not on stage. But like, really in movies, And like, I assume you got paid rate minimums, sure. Yeah. In like London theatre, I like... Yeah, like, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Um,
0: there's, other than maybe the main two, there's no particularly good singers in this. I,
1: I disagree because I don't like... I, 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 partly because I think Kimberly Walsh was doing a very odd accent. I, oh yeah, I no, I agree up, on that. Like, uh, I thought she was okay. She could definitely do a better accent than I think a lot of the people were doing. I, for me... Oh yeah, the accent, by the way, the accent's throughout this are like one or two characters of Yeah, bad. The, the guy playing Tom Hanks looks like Hank Azaria. Which, yes. But like a young, sexy Hank Azaria <laughs> rather than Brockmire Hank Azaria. Uh, and sounds like Patrick Dempsey and you know what? That works. Yeah. All right. Um, but, but no, my main issue with this and I think this, this number really highlights it is there is like Say for two songs, we'll get onto them. There is essentially no choreography. Yeah. So one is actually the earlier song? The um, the the oh, I wanna get a man. I need to get a man. I need yes. to get a man because I'm almost forty. Yeah. Um, there's, there's there's a, a bit step, of choreography. Yeah, now. and like st- like
0: some Besides. sort of style to it. They've sure. got like three equally spaced on chairs, yeah. all doing like
1: yeah, yeah, They've made a thought a, a about a like, Yeah, they've made a thought about like spacing and movement and stuff like well, that. And you know, look. in terms of how do you choreograph a musical like I'm not saying that it needs to all be like massive dance numbers Uh, a musical for example like uh, Come From Away which I really love doesn't really have a lot of like set dances in it but there is constantly movement and people are moving around and things are changing and that gives it a sense of energy that is really important to a musical that if every single song is someone is sitting on a table and is looking out and is singing the song and not moving it's Boring in yeah. a musical. There needs to be movement in a musical. Because when there isn't, you think this is a really important song, right? So something like, for instance, Defying Gravity starts off with just, you know, someone planted. Yes. And then we get movement. So there is, there's movement in that song. But when, you,
0: when every
1: song is... <laughs> when every song is just uh, no movement, is just someone... Sitting like sitting or standing and singing to the audience, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And very confusing as to why. The first movie, the first number has some movement people come on and come off, but then they just stand yeah. and chill.
0: Sure. Yeah, so yeah, this is a yeah, very good example of that where it's just like, okay, it's just one person singing the whole time and like the lyrics are sweet enough, but the, the without some like particularly good singing and without any choreography, sure. it's just kind of falls flat. Um Goodness gracious, what happens next?
1: Um, so, after that, we kind of, uh, we're pretty close to the end of Act like 1, so we're just going to uh, skip so, all uh, stuff. There's a song where le- le- the kids... Letters,
0: letters have come in. Yeah. Um, after the radio uh, programme, letters have come in, and uh, all from women who want to, to meet up uh, with him. Uh, he's But like that. he's ignored it. The, sure. the best friend has been like, no, you should check him out. Um, but he's ignored it. Um, and he has started sort of getting set up with, Victoria, who is a friend, like a friend of a friend from work, kind of know each other. They're potentially going on a date. Uh, Around this point is when we get. (coughs) Oh, your your least favorite song. Probably my least favorite song. Um, What what it's what was the name of the song? Dating has changed basically. Is the batter up?
1: I think is batter
0: up is probably the name of the song. But yeah, because uh, like they use the metaphor of going to bat to be to be dating.
1: uh, look, maybe this is just a UK thing. I, I think this was written in the UK. Um, using the word batter, uh, we're also using it in the terms of relationships. It's, it's a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, no, not <laughs> ideal. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
0: so this song is... Um, they've been looking through these letters and the, the son, Keely, and the fr- best friend... And are trying to convince him to get back out into the dating game. And this this song song comes just after. He's like, no, I'm not... They're they're like, oh, come on, look at the letters. We've been looking at the letters. You could go out on date, whatever. And then then he says the line, like, I'm not ready. Like, has a Mm. big, like, emotional... I'm not ready. And then, I'm not joking... Two lines later, they break into song about dating's changed. Why? Well, look, it's not the same it was sure. before. Th- that's <laughs> You're not a, in the whatever seventies anymore. Don't wear a
1: tux. Don't open the door for her. You gotta. <laughs> Your rhymes yeah. are pretty good. <laughs> they lead by their hoo ha now. Yeah. Um, look, uh, here's the thing. Musicals have that a lot where it'll be, someone's like, hey, I'm in one state and the song will transport them into another state, right? Like, that's that's often the mechanics of a musical is, hey, uh, I don't want to go out and meet people. I want to study my book in my dorm room. Well, I'm popular and then they'll go off and do popular. I, and then by the end, they'll be ready to go somewhere else. I agree. He was very forcefully, like, I'm not ready to date. I, like, not, not even like... And they were like... like you know again again, your child is like let me tell you what I know about sex father and
0: that wasn't the joke but but here's so here's the the key disconnect is he says I've not moved on from my wife yet who has died and their response is Dating has changed. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a... that's that's a different that's a different that's an answer to a different fucking question. If he was like, oh, you know, I just I don't know if I don't know if I know how to do it, and then they'd be like, well, we can teach you.
1: Don't open the door for her, you fucking idiot. Don't pay for dinner. Yeah. We go Dutch now. This is so there's a, something in this which I, I think is important to touch on as to the characterization of Shona. Um I do want to be uh, careful. Uh, obviously he's a child actor. I'm not going to sag off the performance. I'm not really going to talk about the kid's performance because I don't think that's fair in a kid. Other than to say, I, I and, that, and this is to reiterate, I really love Jonah in the original movie. I think it's a really nice, quiet performance. And maybe this is the thing about the whole thing. Uh, but Stevens in Seattle is a very quiet movie about yeah. loneliness. Yeah. It's about your wife is dead and how do you move on and is there love after your first love? And can that be a thing? And how does that work? And Jonah in that film acts largely out of both a deep sadness at his own loss, but also sadness at seeing his dad in this state of depression. Yeah. And he wants to try and help his dad and move on from that, because Jonah's a lovely little kid. To so, tell that that, and I know it's a musical, and I know you've got to big things up, and I know you've got to big up the emotions, but to have this kid who in the film is, like, really sweet, you know, in little jumpers and stuff, and be like... <laughs> Well, you know what? I know about sex, Father. Yeah, Let me like, tell you like about sex. It
0: makes, I want to say, three to four, like, overt fucking jokes yeah. in this entire musical, which is just weird.
1: And It's weird, and I just... I also feel like... And again, I know we are classically not meant to... Uh, we try to avoid uh, saying the film we would like to be reviewing yeah. or the thing we would like to be reviewing. I, I do think it's a missed opportunity in that, like... I think there are a load of jokes there of what 10-year-olds think about sex versus what, like, his 40, 38-year-old buddy thinks about sex. Yeah. So, like, had there been a load of jokes where he's like, you gotta, like, make sure you gotta cuddle and bring a hot chocolate, and the the, the other dude is like, put a load of whiskey in the hot chocolate, or, or whatever it is. That's a really bad example. Uh, you'd,
0: you'd you'd write a great musical out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cuddle with that hot chocolate. Ooh, whiskey yeah. up that hot oh, chocolate. It's, it's like a, a very reggae style yeah. song. Um, um, but there's a lot, and I feel it's a missed opportunity. And it, again, in terms of choreograph- this one's slightly better in choreography, but like, sure. A lot of missed stuff. And again, takes a sad, lovely, quiet, heartfelt movie and t- 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 seems to take the situation with very little of the emotion of the original. Thing. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that song fucking sucks. It's my least favourite song. Um... And then we get, uh, we go back to the other side of things, and she is trying to draft up a letter to send to Sleepless in Seattle, and she's with her, with her editor, with her boss, with Rosie uh, McDonald,
1: uh, Rosie O'Donnell,
0: yeah, Rosie O'Donnell from the film. Um, uh, And they're like trying to draft up. They've tried loads and loads of times, and she just can't get it. So she goes to bed, and then we get a very confusing song. Mm. The, The point of it is that the editor is writing, writing the letter. Um, but, like, the lyrics of it are, like, I listen to my intuition and I know best. Mm-hmm. And I just... What what was happening versus what she was saying, there was arguably no connection to them also, at
1: all. I, I was very confused. I mean, uh, in the in the movie, it's not that the editor sends this letter off herself. She sends the letter by herself. Which is an important yeah. of agency. She's choosing to do something she shouldn't do. She's making both a mistake and the right choice. Yeah. I don't know why this couldn't have been a duet... I don't know why... Like you said, lyrically... It doesn't really make that much sense. No. Again, something which could be a fun scene, which is like, okay, you've the setup of an editor and a writer, and they're writing a love letter to someone they've never met.
0: Yeah. That sounds like something so which could be quite... writer writes something, editor edits, edits it. it. Yes.
1: Oh, jokes. Sure, um, like, there's a structure there to that, rather than, I'm it Like, a song just about editing is book. <laughs> like, like, unfortunately, like, being like, I'm going to take this from this letter and this from this letter, and we'll have a better letter, and that's why I get paid. Um, is 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 an odd, and it, look again. And I'm, I know we say this a lot in our comedy podcast. It's really hard to make theatre. It's hard to make anything. We make a podcast once a week, and oh my god, does it take a lot of our emotional like <laughs> means to do it? So to do an entire show is fine. I know we'll go into more this later. It feels like it was maybe like an early workshop stage of a thing I mean to be fair I, it more or less well, is well sure like, and maybe the end thing is going to be much more like we'll I fix all these problems with choreography we think of and again Kimberly Walsh which I haven't mentioned uh, has recently started in big in London uh, yes. so apparently he's just on a Tom Hanks spree I'm looking forward to her playing Jenny in Forrest Gump for the musical
0: That makes so much sense. You said to me last night, Kimberly Walsh was in Big, and I thought you meant the fucking film. And I was so confused. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. So the is that we didn't get out to see Big as well. Uh, But uh, hey, you're getting this one instead. Sure. Um, So yeah, uh, as we tumble towards the end of the first act... um, She's back with her mother and trying on a wedding... Is this when they try on... Oh, no, that's doesn't off. even try it on. No, that, that's, that's, out, that's after the, the, the act. Act, act... What's the... How does that one end? It Because it's her song. Is Jonas
1: sings a song? No,
0: Kimberly Walsh. Kimberly Walsh is the one that finishes the song of, like, I'm going to take agency or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she
1: sings a big character song. Unfortunately, it's not super memorable. No. So, end of act one, right? Jamie and I sing the interval going, huh, Jamie goes to pee. That's all fine. Act two. Act two begins with... I think it's another song about getting their dad to fuck I think he goes on a date I, I think Act 1 or near Act 1 ends with yes yeah, no no because no, they move on to Kodak in the middle so uh, towards the end of Act 1 at some point I think there were a couple songs there um, he agrees to go see Victoria so, yes. so his friend has been trying to set him up with Victoria he goes, cool, I'm going to go on this date, uh, by the way. And that's when they're reading the letters. He says... Um, oh, there's you uh, his, the last- his, this other one from
0: Annie Jean or whatever. Yeah, Annie, uh, you, you should, I want Annie. Yeah, you should go and meet her. And he's like, uh, okay, cool. No, I'm going to go over to this other date. I'm already going on. Yeah, do you should me on these for these this letters. date? Sure. You uh, weren't supposed to... So,
1: um, actually, he- that begins with uh, him meeting Victoria. Victoria seems kind of nice. Um, uh, very forward. Uh, yeah, which Jonah is- doesn't like her
0: because she laughs very loud. <laughs> Uh, and as a person with a very loud laugh, uh, I'm offended. Yeah. Uh, I feel attacked, uh, and I give this zero there was, stars. <laughs> there was
1: no trigger warning for
0: Jamie. No. Um, um, so yeah, meet. Uh, they go on the date. Jonah interrupts the date, being like, "Hey, look, my uh, aunt's travel. Uh, my aunt, who's a travel agent, yeah. got, gave us this interview. Uh, this uh, information that we can get these cheap flights to New York for." For Valentine's Day. Again, Keely. in the film, this all comes from the best Best friend friend. who's the young girl who's the best character in the film and they end up like forging um, fake tickets and shit and it's great fun uh, in this. That's all kind of lost, which is sad. Um, uh, Yeah, so Victoria, they have a date. It It goes well. Yeah. He's
1: a bit nervous. She's very confident. That's uh, pretty much it. Yeah. We then go through a series of uh, other scenes with them where... Uh, she talks about wanting to uh, have sex demands. Yeah. Um,
0: they, you, you know. But then it's constantly interrupted every now and then, or yeah. like, oh, we've got to wait until the magic day to the sure. magic number of date again. But again, so but dated. again,
1: that's date number three. Yeah. Which means she says on the second date we're pretty close to that magic number of dates. But they've only been on two, two dates. dates. It makes it sound like they've gone on eight dates and number nine is the one where you get lucky. Yeah. Um, so that's all weird. You know, there's a scene where Jonah's like, I don't like that she likes tennis. Yeah. My dad never watches sports when she's around Yeah. yeah. He's a considerate boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this.
0: Yeah. Um it's revealed on the other end, like she finds out that um her editor sent the letter. Um, um, at this point Walter is heading off to He's, China
1: oh, I, oh he proposes at the end of that one I
0: yes think. he proposes at the end of act that one that's what happens thank you and then she freaks out about like what's the right decision what do I do now basically
1: yeah um um sure that's fine. Uh he also uh, notoriously has given us stock options for Christmas yes uh, which you know by pay honestly better than cash all right that's that's cash against more. Come, this
0: is nothing to with Tom Hanks, but it's one of my favourite anecdotes. Did you see about Kim Kardashian, like, trying to tell, like, a relatable story about how much Kanye loves her, uh, no. about, <laughs> about how she got offered, like, a million dollars to do uh, an ad spot for something like Apple yeah. or someone like that, someone who in some way competed with Kanye in some manner, whether it was on the fashion side of things or music side of things, I can't remember. Um, Uh, But offered her like a million dollars or like even more than that. Maybe it was like 10 million. Uh, And Kanye went to her and was like, look, can you just, can you not? Because they like really compete with me. I don't agree with them. Can you not? And she was like, yeah. And then for Christmas, he gave her a check for 10 million dollars. And stock in Yeezys.
1: And she was telling this story like it was the sweetest, most relatable thing. Do you remember before The Life of Pablo came out when Kanye was like, unbroke as shit of yes. 50 million dollars in debt Zuckerberg hit me <laughs> up I've got some great ideas on Twitter as well yeah um goodness sorry
0: about that tangent anyways goodness, yeah give us a t- sock t- for Christmas um uh, <laughs> well I <laughs> so know well I'm getting all of, of my family basically Christmas. the same yeah. thing um <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so he's uh, heading away. We get, like, little things of, like, how planned he is because he's got all of his medicines. And he's like, oh, I love that. You're so secure and I can just count on you because everything's the
1: exact same. Oh, <laughs> isn't that you. great? Ha, 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 Great, bye. I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, she's a terrible girlfriend of this. Yes. Um, yeah, so, look, that, that, that happens. It is racing towards the finale. Yes. We she... have a song with... Uh, Jonah and I think his name's like Ted uh, no before that she visits Seattle
0: uh, yay so, so in in what is a very famous sequence and I made fun of a lot in the film because it's funny it's, because really, it's, it's really funny. funny but like of her like stalking him essentially um, so in, in the film we get clips of her like fo- her like following him around the city and like stalking him and it's kind of funny and then he ends up uh, she ends up like seeing him with her son on the beach with his son on the beach yeah um,
1: Should she goes on a boat or something yeah yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, and then it cuts away and cuts back yeah. uh, and she says to Rosie O'Donnell what happened he said I said hello and that's it yeah um, in this they cut all the fun bit out of yeah. the the, fun the, the, was... the funny chasey sequence and they don't not show the hello yeah. bit they only show the hello bit which looks like when you refer to that as yeah. a joke it's, it's kind of funny when you see it, it's just weird. Like, you recognise, oh, it's very weird for someone just to run up. And it's not like she doesn't, like, catch him after following him. She's just at his house. Um, uh, but she has keenly seen him with his, I think, sister. Yeah, his
1: uh, sister. And
0: thinks that uh, it's, like, his partner because they've got, like, a bunch of, like, suitcases and stuff with them. And her uh, friend's
1: like, oh, no... But to be fair, he still does have a partner in book. Yes,
0: he yes. does still. But, but she's like, oh, she's got a partner. It's all over, blah, 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 blah. Um, sister reveals she's pregnant. I don't think that That's ever... not in the movie. That's, uh... Don't think that ever comes up again. Just, hey, I'm pregnant. Okay, cool. I, it, it, <laughs> I don't think he's in the movie it, as well. Like it's, Have you ever seen The Room? <laughs> yes. Isn't that also a plot point? Oh, no, I haven't
1: seen The Room, sorry. I've seen Room. I've not seen The Room. Uh,
0: The Room, famously, very terrible film. Also, famously has a plot point, which is someone just says they're pregnant and then it never fucking comes up again, as happens in this musical. Um, So, yeah, she's gone to Seattle. They've seen each other. They've seen each other at the airport. Yeah, and there was a magical moment. And There was, like, a magical moment of them seeing each other and then seeing each other. Um, uh, And then they're back. Um, She's back in Baltimore. He's back in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a little song about, like, are you looking up at the same moon as I am, essentially, and it's the first time they've actually sung together in this or even been vaguely close to each other. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, so we get that song, and then we get the song you're about to reference, which is the only song with any sort of complicated and, choreography. And, and yeah, which there's is, a
1: dance team, someone does a jazz square, jazz hands are used... It's a dance routine.
0: Yes. Um, And it's, yeah, with Jared and the best friend all about... Jonah. uh, It's now... Jonah. Jonah, Sorry, not Jonah.
1: Jonah's the only name I remember from the movie.
0: Uh, Jonah uh, and the best friend about how it's now or never or now. Um, All about how they... (laughs) I I guess the point is he has to fly to New York, but it's not really expressly said in... uh,
1: Yeah, it's not... I think they were writing a letter... They end up writing a letter to Annie oh, as well. Oh, they end up writing a
0: letter... Yeah, they end up writing a response saying, I'll meet you there.
1: They're basically, basically. like... It's... You know in um, The Lion King, when Timon and Pumbaa are like, uh, our oh, trio's down to two. Um, that is that is that. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's now and everyone out. Um
0: it is a kind of fun song. Yeah, um, I did not hate it. But it's it's unfortunate in that um, it's quite a big song. Yeah. Uh, that the voices don't carry unfortunately. They don't they, the vo- the two voices yeah. just aren't strong enough to carry this song yeah. to the extent where like and, and I said this to you uh, afterwards they like after the big exhausting number All go right, let's do it again. Hey, let's do it again. What the whole thing? No, just from the key change. Yeah. And again, this is in a better musical, a big roaring moment with yeah. two real ballady singers, and it just doesn't quite work with this kid and uh, and, and the best friend, unfortunately. Um, and, think, and, you
1: know, maybe they fix it later on. I also just think the choreography, while, again, I couldn't do it, I also don't think it was... Particularly complicated. I reckon should, I could do that sure. choreography. It felt like it... Yes. Um. It felt like it should have been like a... Uh, and this is obviously the way other end like a Fred Astaire Gene Kelly kind of number um, lots of like you know like you said barn raising kind of thing yeah and and you
0: should it it should like surprise you like oh shit these two characters who you think are like small, like the the silly overweight friend and like the kid, but oh shit, they can tap dance. Yeah. like that's what this number should be, and it just isn't, unfortunately. No, um, um, but yeah, they write the letter uh, back, uh, and it, they keep the same plot point from the movie where it's like weirdly childlike. Uh, so when the uh, the friends are, when. Meg Ryan and her editor are reading it. It's like, dear Annie, I think you're neat. And she's like, that's a bit weird. And and the friend is just like, hey, he's got a kid. I think it's sweet. You know, he's just showing he's innocent and whatever. Um, But it's basically like, hey, I'ma be there. You best be there, bro. I'll meet you
1: there. (laughs) Meet you. Midnight. Valentine's Day. Let's go. Made
0: for each, mm, yes. We, M- we, are, we are MFEO, made for each other. Oh, I'm glad um, that you know
1: some LeetSpeak. speak.
0: Um, uh, yeah, no, I'd never heard it before. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was an Is that an established acronym MFEO? Um, please write into friends' thoughts if you've ever used the the, uh, the acronym MFEO for made for each other. Um, and so Jonah hops on a fucking plane over to New York. Um, they've had a little. Uh, Jonah and um, Sam have had a fight. Uh, about Sam going off on holiday with Victoria yeah. um, because uh, he wants to get laid. Um, so, but
1: ag- again, ostensibly their third date is them going off on holiday. Um, I think it's meant to have been, because we know they're dating before Christmas and we know this is around this is Valentine's Day they'll be going. On okay, before. I guess so. So it's been a couple. Uh, it's been at least. But they just
0: haven't been able to fuck yet for sure, whatever, or
1: whatever reason. So it's been at least two months. Yeah.
0: I think so. so that's but, not yeah. too bad. But yeah, they've had a fight because he's like, "No, I'm going on holiday. You'll be fine." Um, And so he's looking for Jonah. He's like, hey, where are you? Where is oh, Jonah? Oh, shit, you're not here.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And then uh, the sister finds a note that is essentially, hey, I've gone off to New York. So he sprints off to New York. We then get uh, the very famous scene from the movie where um, Meg Ryan breaks up with Walter uh, in uh, a The Rainbow Room. In of- the Rainbow Room of Rockefeller Center, is it? I believe so. Uh, where they can see... The Empire State Building, where they're supposed to meet. Now, in the movie, it's pretty bad. Like, we, I, we I like that scene, but I know you don't. Yeah, like I just think she treats treats him poorly. Like as, mm-hmm. as we discussed, like what and Walter is in the movie weirdly way. okay with it. I, I in this, sure. he's way more okay sure, with it. Yeah, yeah. Like his fiance is dumping him for someone. Sure. Well, not fiance, yeah, I guess someone he's engaged to or has, no, has proposed, has to, has proposed yeah, yeah. to, whatever, someone who he deeply, deeply loves and cares about. And is seeing her for the first time after, three, like, two months on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And she's breaking up with him for someone that she has not oh. met. And in this musical, he is excited about yeah. it. He's like, oh, so he's right, like, he could be right okay. over there right now? I'm like, fuck this. Fucking I, justice for Walter. This I is
1: bullshit. I think my issue with it is, I think in the movie, it's more... She comes to the realisation that she and, and there is this in the musical too to some extent the subtext has always been she's unhappy in her relationship with yeah. Walter and she needs to break up with Walter because whether it's now or whether it's in five years time they will break up
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think in the movie for me it felt and, and it's a selfish thing and I think she does in a selfish way and again I think everyone can pretty easily identify with Walter and like Walter that you know she kind of goes and she does it and then she's gonna, kind of st- and then you can see that she's absent. This thing he's been talking about, which is you're far away, and which is more in the movie. Yeah. Where are you, Annie? And she's thinking about this thing, yeah. and then she kind of makes on the moment the decision to go there. Yeah. Whereas in this version, she seems to break up with Walter, I guess for similar reasons. But it's a, re- it's a very, very like maybe a minute most. So yeah, and and
0: and in her mind, she's seemingly already made the decision. She's gone here t- essentially to, to break up with Walter, um, and then just breaks up with him, and he's. So fine with it Like We get one line Of like Oh it's been since Christmas Or whatever From him Like So he's felt it coming And that's it And otherwise he's like He's like excited for her To go off to the It really annoyed me Fucking Walter Walter's the best human In this fucking thing Um, uh, And so yeah Jonah has made it to the top. Um, he's asking women, uh, are you Are you Annie? you Annie? One woman says, I wish I was,
1: and I don't understand it. Um, he also keeps, uh, as he goes through New York, he gets on the plane and stuff, he's like, I'm going to go meet my new mom. I don't think he does that in the movie. And, no. Oh, man. No, yeah, no. Not doing. No, no, um, not at all. Um, uh, he meets... Um,
0: a few people he meets I want to give a shout out to the one chorus member who could do a New York accent. Yeah. He played like the cabbie. He plays a
1: couple characters. <laughs> yeah, he He's like, great. You know what? That guy there, really well yeah, done I if you listen to this, loves you. Like there are a few other guys who are supposed was, to be from New York and their no. accents are god awful. Uh, uh, he had the best line of um he's kind of hey uh, what do you want kid an Empire State like uh, a hat a t-shirt or whatever and he's like I'm gonna go find you a new arm and he's like moms I can get I you those I can my moms
0: <laughs> yeah um, yeah he was great I loved him Um, but then uh so the whole idea is it's the like right at the end like last uh, elevator up and Sam comes and he finds um uh, Jonah and he says the the lines from the film, which are like "You're you're my family, oh, you're everything I have." Yeah. What if you were lost, etc. Very good. Um, yeah, I've seen the
1: film. Very emotional. And, yes.
0: You know. um, and then he takes uh, Jonah back down. Just after they go back down, Meg Ryan comes up, Kimberly Walsh, whatever, and no one's there. Uh, and uh, and the, the 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 fucking elevator man is like, "Hey, lady, no one up oh, here. It's the last one." And then he he's goes, so cheery. And he's so cheery, and then he goes. Right, I'll leave you to it. (laughs) Just leave. Um, uh, But yeah, so she's um, just sat up there. um, But then she finds a backpack. And it's got a little soft toy Again,
1: I want to stop for a second here. Okay. Backpack on top of the Empire State Building. I don't care if the year's 1993. You're really worried if there's a backpack left (laughs) on the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, she opens it up. And there's a little teddy bear in there. She's playing the teddy bear. And then... I left it up here, Dad! Do uh, you like my Jonah impression? <laughs> um, uh, better accent than the kid. Um, and then the kid runs on stage, and then they're like, hey, this, this must be yours. And then he goes, it's you. I, 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 I saw you. And then the kid goes, are you Annie? And she goes, yeah. And then they do the little yeah. introductions, and then um, uh, Sam goes, well, we'd we best be going then. And the kid gets all dejected, goes and grabs his uh, uh, his backpack and then up he walks. He holds out his hand and goes, shall we? Uh, now, Alexander, I was so ready yeah. to be so angry with this musical oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by ruining this last bit by having a song, which they didn't. So I would like to commend them on that. But they still kind of bungled it. Mm-hmm. So instead, oh, we, this they, is, yeah, yeah, they then they they hold hands and they they start to walk away, uh, and then it's sweet. And then Jonah goes, "Do you like tennis?" And then she goes, oh, "I I I hate to break it to you, uh, Jonah. I, I I don't like tennis." And then both Jonah and Sam go. Thank God! And then they walk off and yeah. the end comes oh, up. Oh,
1: I'm not sure we brought it up. There's a scene earlier where they play tennis. Yeah, like, no, no, we, we, we vaguely mentioned mention it. it. Sure.
0: Um, but yeah, they go off to play tennis. <laughs> um, and yeah, then the end comes up. Um, so yeah, just we'll talk about the whole thing. But yeah, the, the ending annoyed both of us. Uh, because as we have both dis- discussed when we uh, watched the first uh, film, and as someone who didn't hugely like rom-coms at the time, that sure. still doesn't really... I really liked that ending because it's great. it It's really what it is in the film in that they don't do that. They just meet and as you've, you've sure. expressed, it ends at the beginning. Yeah. And that's all you get. You just get the meeting and they walk away together. Yeah. And it's silent and it's underplayed and it's nice.
1: Like most of the movie. Like, like most of the movie. Intro. And then this, they're just like oh, come analogy. on. I've got one more zinger I can and it, well, throw I, in. I, I, think, I think my big issue with that sequence was it felt like there needed... For some reason, uh, we do have bits of song in there. But yeah, it's the, very so much the, the, ca- sequels, the three character yes, songs. Yes, the three
0: character songs are interlaced as they are all heading towards the Empire State sure. Building. So be uh, if, if not now, uh, it, it's if, if not be now, now, now when? No, if, whatever the uh, it's now or never. never, never or now never, never, never is what
1: Jonah's singing, and then the other two are singing some other things. Sure. Their character songs. Um, and again, look, I, some good examples of like that kind of thing is like the end of Act One of Hamilton, right? Oh, Non-stop. Brings in bits of all these... Like, A has its own bits of song. Okay, yeah. Not every musical can be a I respect that? But um, it like, has its own bits of songs. At the beginning, they set up some plot and stuff, blah, blah, blah. But as we get to the end of that, you start getting these other bits of... So non-stop continues, but then you have bits of uh, Helpless come in. Uh,
0: bits of uh, My Shot is Thrown In. Yeah, uh, all that uh, kind of Alexander stuff. Alexander
1: Hamilton, like... And it's, it's adding up, it's adding up. You get this really big climactic feeling and it's brilliant... Uh, and that's a really great way to end an act and that's a good way to kind of weave in these songs together yeah. but instead the songs aren't really woven in together it's just the characters are like hey here's my one third of the song they stop here's my one third of the song they stop Here's my, and they're just three different songs and yeah. like, I don't know why in what could have had a really nice moment of, of you know all three of these characters because the, the idea going off is they're going to make some kind of family singing together for the only time in the show would have been really nice. And it wasn't there. And it's a missed opportunity, I feel, in terms of structure. So the the end wasn't great. Um, The whole musical
0: wasn't great. Um, As I said, one of my main problems, it happens less in the second act mostly in the first act. Uh, The the sheer effort it takes to make a film from 1993 less... uh, What's the word I was looking for? I was about to say relatable, but that's not... um, uh, even more out of touch, even more out of date, uh, dated. Uh, yeah. Like that's impressive to me. Like that you can like not even not make the choice to update it, yeah, but to yeah. like actively take some things away and make it seem more dated and add more like gender, st- gender stereotypes. Like just why in the year of our Lord, 2019, um, additionally, like I, I think the, 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 the backdrop of the set is pretty good outside of the, that. The set's, Pretty boring. The singing is okay at best. There's, as you've said, little to no choreography. Sure. It's just, it was quite. Boring. so
1: we're in the part of the show now really where we uh typically will kind of sum up our feelings on the show yeah. right so and then we'll rate it out of five
0: obviously normally we'd rate remember that tom hanks that we normally yeah. talk about um that we're not talking about today we'd rate his forms out of five and give the tom hanks stick meter uh while you think of your thoughts i will think of a couple other categories so going i've, to I, I, I've oh, got, got, I got some
1: other categories one is the uh the sam ratio which is how well I think the uh, the actor whose name is Hank uh, did uh, in playing Tom Hanks's character. No, the, the actor is not named
0: He's, Hank. He's isn't it Michael? And he looks yeah, like Hank Azaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Michael D.
1: Xavier as well, yes. which is why I getting that confused. Uh, sorry, uh, which is in the shadow of Tom Hanks. How well do I think? How much did I like his performance? Yeah, out of five. Uh, that was the main one um, yeah I think I'll, okay, so I'll, well, I'll think okay While I are something of your show. thoughts I'll come up with another category for us to write on uh, and then we'll
0: decide whether this goes sure. in our hang back.
1: so uh, obviously kind of yeah uh, number one what do I think uh, about the show look I was fully expecting and I, I looked at the venue I didn't look up anything about the show really. I saw the poster I had thought this was going to be a black box theatre with about 30 people in a l- fringy performance and it was going to be like cheesy fun and in actually most ways it was sort of the opposite of that right like it's a big theatre this clearly I imagine the aim is to take this to the western at some point uh, if it it takes off which maybe it does and again we sort of and I I know I do this a lot but especially if it's in previews this thing could improve massively by the time it goes into it's proper run and if it does brilliant and it will look like fools because this review will come out about the same time yeah um it needs it needs a lot of work. Yeah, like again, take everything
0: we've said about this with a decent amount of grain of salt to give you context. This not only were previews, these are previews that oh. they are like they're doing like three performances is. and then taking three months until the next sure. previews yeah, yeah. and then the opening so, night. So this is very I, clearly I like an
1: opportunity to workshop. A hundred percent sure this is like they've had two weeks. They've done they've all, all the music, some of the music stuff has been written. They have like a good first draft or, or a couple drafts in that first draft is productive. And they've had like two or three weeks to kind of like workshop this thing together for performance here. Like, and I'm sure by the end we will have maybe some more set stuff. They'll have some of those things being a bit quicker. There are a couple of tech issues. I won't hold tech issues against them again. No, yeah. One, yeah, one yeah. of my favourite shows I've ever seen. The Irishman, uh, not the Irishman. Ah, the Ferryman. Which is set? I, I had that. Um, the night we saw it. Uh, um, seconds before the, cr- the dramatic ending, uh, the, this this uh, brilliant Jess Butterworth play at the Royal Court, we saw it during uh, Tech Week. Uh, the lights cut out, yeah. and the actors, professionals that they were, continued on as the lights were out. The lights came back on, and then a climatic uh, spray of blood came over on the first yeah. uh, row, which was brilliant. So, tech issues happened. Jamie and I have both done theatre, yeah, all yeah, that no. stuff is, is, is completely really cool. fine. I think. I thought the uh, Michael, uh, the person playing Tom Hanks' character, I thought actually was good. So we'll get more on into that in a second. I liked that. I liked the, uh, you know, I liked the guy playing the friendly, bumbly best friend. Yeah, I thought he, he was he, decent too. He plays that role for what it is.
0: Fine. I just think the role is d- dated sure. and out, like and out I, of touch.
1: And again, maybe this is going to go on to be the next Hamilton. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 my money's on probably not. My money's instead is on this being. It's, it's aiming for something like sister act level of uh, success, right? Like it wants to tour uh, theatres in the UK and maybe even tour some in the US and eventually, you know, maybe pick up a little bit of uh, love at some point. And I, I, I get that. And I respect that. For me, it misses a lot of stuff that I think is really brilliant, really about both the work of Nora Ephron and more specifically about this film. Nora Ephron's dialogue is... Is so. I know we disagree on this somewhat. I think you sometimes find it a bit cheesy. But for me, it's like uh, but like Aaron Sorkin's dialogue, right? They're, they're very similar. Uh, everyone is always the best version. They say the yeah. right thing at the exact right time. Is that true? Because I know what you really like the most is those kind of dramatic comedies which are quite naturalistic in terms of their stuff. Yeah. And this is the opposite of that in many ways. But it is a very smart show. It's very yeah. fun. And also, I mean, as we listen to the Tom Hanks thing, I think it's fair to say that Tom Hanks played a big part in the success of that movie because of his contributions to the relationship between the son and the father. Yeah. And it is a film in which it presents fatherhood and sonhood, I guess is not, but, but being the son of a um, lonely, sad father. Like, it, it portrays that in, in both its beautiful moments when they're doing the kind of uh, teeth brushing stuff and in the kind of the arguing moments. And it's, it's a fairly un... Built-in version of that. They do argue. They are, and they, the argument stays here. But the love between the two. There's not. There's not really a song between Jonah and the Dad. No, oh my God, we didn't talk about
0: oh both no, of our no. least. Uh, uh, my second least favorite and your least favorite song. Again, not talking We're, about the performance here, but the, basically the lyrics is what. Um, I, it, it, always ra- it always rains, rains in, rains in, in Seattle. Seattle I don't, don't know why, why. Some, some cities, cities are wet um, And some are dry. dry And it's it's like It's supposed to be the kids Like really sad Missing like, his mum Like missing his mum Like the really Like he's huddled over by himself Like if you've ever seen Oliver Like there's similar songs to this But the lyrics just fucking suck yeah. Why does it rain in Seattle? It's and like it seems to be like a I I guess they're going for the like uh, whatever that word is of where um, like weather represents emotion and like pathetic oh, fallacy. Yes, thank you, uh, but
1: it's not good. No, um, it's look at the end of the day it is a that is a film which is largely about fatherhood and it's also about like being relationships which you uh, know are unsatisfying and that you need to leave. The, the 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 biggest loss for me was that it did not I did not know I did not feel that relationship between the dad and the son no. I, I really didn't and I'm not, again I'm not slagging up the kids performance I do think this is a writing thing yeah. in that like hey there should have been time at the beginning for us to set up some of that stuff there were no emotional really big beats because most of Jonah's time on stage is spent with the dad's best friend yeah. and therefore those are comedy
0: songs yeah his, his two big numbers are both with the best friend and their comedy yeah, it's, yeah. And, and, and they're like about one of them's about fucking and it's, yeah. it's like what
1: and so that hollows out some of the, the the pathos some of the the real emotion out of what is the core relationship when, when Jonah runs away to New York we feel for Sam because, oh my God, that's the most traumatic... He's the only living person left who he really feels like is, 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 A, is his connection to his wife, but also his, his family, his closeness. So when he gets to Sam in New York and he's holding him and t- does that, it really works because yeah. you feel how traumatic that would be. And then he's not mad, he's just glad that he has his son back. And we have none of those stakes. And yeah. um, unfortunately, that really takes a lot away from it. So I, I would, out of five... I don't think it's abysmal. I don't think it's awful. I think, you know, again, I think it's probably a two. I I think it's a fine enough thing, which has promised to be saved. Like, I do think, I do think it needs to um, rework some of the relationships. I think some of the songs need to be jazzed. Again, the choreography thing made me upset. Not upset me, but like, there needs to be more happening on stage during some of these numbers. But I can see where it might go. Um, I think we we talked about it yesterday. I think it would have been helped had it adapted it less literally. Yes. Um, It is very linear, very much the same as the movie. And had maybe it framed itself as like, there's this omniscient narrator who is the radio host or something, right? And like, maybe have a refrain of people calling in for advice on things throughout the movie. And that, that could have been a cool structure to it. I think that could have allowed you to have less literal scenes and therefore play around. In the yeah. If,
0: if the, the only like two things you add or extend to this are three desperate women, women in their forties yeah. and a, a like tired trope of the, the fun, energetic yeah. best friend. Like those are the two changes you decide to
1: make to adapt this into a musical is very strange. Whereas those would have made more sense had it been less literal. Had it, yes. had, had it been bigger, had it been about, I don't know, about advice or whatever you want to do, and there were more of these big kind of crazy numbers, those would have felt less strange. But when you have one, a number about I'm an editor, and I'm going to edit this letter, I'm going to send off this letter for my friend. Why do I like my friend? I don't really know why I like my friend. Snip, 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 snip. snip. Like, it, they do sound out and they do feel weird. Yeah um yeah
0: I, I can't give this any more than a two i, d- I didn't enjoy it um like i, I as somebody who, unfortunately uh soon going to see uh, lots of other theater yeah, but as someone who hasn't been able to get out to the theater yeah. for a while it was very depressing to get out to like oh yeah big fun night out with my friend and it's just yeah just- Boring. Like I, I don't know who this is for. I was shocked how well sold this was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think of *Singers* in Seattle as like that big of a cult hit movie. And like, who is this for? Is this for fans of the film? Because I think fans of the film are not gonna like this. Is this for fans of musicals? Because I don't think fans of
1: musicals are gonna like this. But I think it's, I think it's a musical fans. I think are diehards. So I think, I think if you're a proper hardcore musical fan, uh, as, 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 as people know Jamie, jo- well, as people don't know, when Jamie uh, got a job uh, uh, in theatre.
0: Yes, um, I accidentally got um, branded as a huge musicals fan yeah. because on, I believe, the second day in the office, I said I liked Hamilton, yeah. uh, and that was about it. Um, I'm not a huge sure. musicals fan, but-, but they kept on asking me, like, oh, who's your favourite phantom? Hey. And
1: I'm like, <laughs> The um, spectre of my dad's ghost. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good Howell reference. Um, no, but, but but even then, right? Like we both we both have we although maybe not so much this year. We both have been to a lot of London theatre. We both at university did a lot of London theatre. Uh, we've we've seen outside of theatres as people queue. You know, uh, when we went to go see Betrayal, which was this year, yes. And the queue outside for uh, people to, for to see Tom, Tom Hiddleston Edelson was. I was on the day of a Brexit march. Yeah. And it was the biggest queue I had seen for a show ever. Like, they had to go opposite the street, and it went round the streets, through down the line, so people could just get a glimpse of him. I, 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 people can get really diehard for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I understand sort of maybe when, if you could see, oh, there's a new musical, maybe I do like it. Let's, I want to be the first people to see it. I guess we can now say that. Sure. But, yeah, I don't know this for...
0: Um, My other category, uh, because you've just brought it up, uh, and it's nothing to do with rating this. Uh, So this is coming out on the 3rd of March. uh, On a 0-5, to Uh, how likely do you think it is that we'll have left the European Union by then? Uh, You can take a minute to think about that while we are rating uh, Miguel uh, de Xavier um, on his Shadow of Tom Hanks. Um, I, I... I think what the big thing this musical did for me was made me realize how much Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan for me oh, have great carry, chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like have great chemistry and carry in uh, Seattle. I I don't connect as much with the dialogue uh, as you do, sure. so I but I'm not trying to be disparaging no, no, of no, the no, dialogue I, I, in I'm that. Sure. But I think but what wh- you when you me? take away Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan yeah. from that story, so much is lost. Yeah. Uh, and so unfortunately in the shadow of our dear lords, and, and I don't think uh, uh, Michael does badly uh, in this. I think I might have called what him
1: a he... a second ago. Sure, <laughs> you did. Inappropriate. Um, Can I quickly show yeah. What did he give the... No, you gave it to, sorry. We...
0: I gave it to... Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, considering I originally gave uh, Tom Hanks six in Sleepers in Seattle and have, I think, dropped it down to, like, 4.5, but still think it's a very, very good performance. Um, while I think Michael is doing uh, decently uh, in this, in the shadow of Tom Hanks, he is a strong one.
1: I would... I'm going to be kinder on this. I did actually like his performance. I thought it was good. The the lackings for me, I felt, were in the dialogue. I, I agree that I don't think there was much contribution between him and... Um, Walsh I, I think to some extent that's just the nature of the show and uh, and the movie in which like these people are kept apart so they need to be able to hold up their individual ends of this uh, this narrative but, with kind of chemistry with each other but also not with each but other but this
0: is what I find so amazing is that in the medium of film other than that one scene where she stalks um, the only way they can express their chemistry is when they're like when you cut back and forth between yeah, them yeah. which does happen a few and times it's great, in the film and, yeah, and works really, really, really well, well. You literally have both of them yeah, on stage. You can, do more stuff. you can do so much to represent, like they do one fucking song yeah. about them looking up at the same moon, and there's no you fucking could, connection between them in it at all. You could do more to us. You could. it's, yeah. it's a
1: romance. You could you do. Ca- you could so do so much to convince me that, like, there's chemistry yeah. between them while still they're theater separate. Is, theater is not literal. You, yeah. could, you could literally have two characters holding hands on stage, and as long as they're looking in different directions, you'd think, or oh, they're not in next, you in the same place.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. and and like. And do so much, like even if you like stylize it and make it that they get really, really close but never touch, so that that first hand holding at the end of the uh, the musical like has more effect. There's so much you could do, and they just do
1: fucking nothing to to try and create some sort of chemistry between sure. them. So I don't care about. I, I I think for me, and this is to talk uh, a little bit more about Tom Hanks. We have some Tom Hanks. And some Tom Hanks because, <laughs> um... Yeah, like we said, uh, and actually, I think I don't think either of us really appreciated very well at the time when Tom Hanks does sleep in Seattle. He has been a, a single parent for a while. Yes, yeah, yeah we, um, we yeah we didn't uh, quite discuss that. but it's definitely
0: a huge layer that is added yeah. to that performance. So
1: when and I think we kind of slide off. We should Tom be clear, Hanks,
0: sing, single through divorce, not, not, divorce, yeah, 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 but, not yeah,
1: not through the but but through divorce. Um, but I think that because uh, I, I, mean, I think at the time we slagged Tom Hanks off because he said all these quotes about all oh, the writers and all the stuff they don't know di- dialogue between dads and sons and stuff. But, actu- but actually, he does have a level of insight into those relationships that I, I f- feel makes him something at all come across, whether or not it was as very personal. Yes, and I don't, I don't think Michael. You know, Bless him as much as, 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 as much I do like him. As much as he's a very handsome man, as much as I think he sounds like Patrick Dempsey, that's the great thing to sound like. And he's a good singer. He uh, is a good singer. And I imagine he's probably a better singer than Tom Hanks is. So that, you know. <laughs> I mean, almost sure. certainly. And I d- don't think I've ever heard I, Tom Hanks I sing. would give him a three if just that, be- because of the way it's structured, these two actors have to hold up their halves of storylines. I felt he held up his half more successfully than... Again, and you know, as much as she's a nice singer and all that kind of stuff, I thought Kim Lee Walsh did on hers. I think that's partly because Kim Walsh has a. Emotionally, it's a weird. In the movie, it's based around basically she's quirky in a Meg Ryan way, and that's a thing which essentially only Meg Ryan can do. Meg Ryan has a very specific type of quirkiness. She is. Amazing at yeah. Um, whereas Tomax's character is is more deadbeat, it's, not dad, but you know, deadbeat. very very similar
0: to similar but different to what Emma Stone has started to do in the late two uh, thousands early yeah, yeah. Uh, teens. Like she very much fell into that sort of like quirky role, yes, uh, that she very much embodies very oh, very well, yeah, yeah
1: naturally. Um, um, and actually, interestingly, I think she's grown out of as the yes, yeah. the decade has gone on. But yeah, no, she definitely came into it with a kind of super bad through easy A sort of thing and then eventually ended up doing some more challenging movies I think yeah. Um, but yeah so I, I give it three so the, the, the next one was uh, Brexit
0: yes yeah honest, uh, so dear listeners you will you will know this uh, so this might just be painful for you to listen to but yeah uh, we are recording this uh, uh, just over a month before uh, Boris Johnson's current uh, Brexit deadline uh, so on from zero to five how likely do you think it is that that, uh, that of course I think you're just leaving, that leaving, we'll be on the, being, leaving on the 31st is we'll We won't be actually being, have left we'll, because we'll, will be in, be. we'll be in the transition period or whatever. I, but
1: if I can speak for myself, I know it's a, it's a five uh, because I will have literally left the EU. <laughs> so on the question of uh, uh, we'll, we'll, will 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 we be in the EU? You, I have ooh, no certainty, so I'm going to give it a 2.5 between five and zero for each <laughs> of us. Um, uh,
0: I'm going to give it uh, a strong one. Yeah. Um, if only because, uh, as a not exactly the same uh, but a similarly educated man as Boris Johnson, um, I I really cannot um, underplay the pure arrogance of men who have been educated like I have, uh, and the pure bloviation that they can to get whatever the fuck you know, they it's want true, eventually. It's true. Um, uh, So, yeah, I'll give it a strong one. Um, And as we come uh, to the end of this, of course, is this going in your Hanks Bank? Now, we probably haven't discussed this uh, in the previous... I I can't remember. We might have mentioned it once or twice about what the fuck is going on here with the Hanks Bank. But basically, the idea is that aliens have invaded and we need to convince our worth of them to join the United States of Space. And the way we're doing that is by showing them a collection of Tom Hanks or, I guess... Tom Hanks-related works um, to try and prove our worst yeah. in the United States of space. If we don't do that, uh, we will get blown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you going to put this in your Hanks bank and present it to the aliens to, no. to prove our worst? No, no, neither, neither. Yeah, no. I'm really sorry. Um, I mean... I'm almost glad that it wasn't really good because I feel like it would have been very, a very difficult to get tickets to show them, uh, from, yeah. from what it will be a limited run thing to get the aliens down to a uh, physical theater That's would true. be very difficult uh, and also might, you know, stop the performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but secondly, I think it would be very confusing to them to suddenly show them a non Tom Hanks based work. Fair. Um, so when we don't put something in our Hanks bank, of course, we have to uh, present them something else, something to tide them over, something that will prove our worth to them to save humanity this week uh, until we bring them another Tom Hanks piece of media. So what's going to save humanity this week, I'm Alexander? go
1: for another musical. Um, oh, that, oh that's a good choice sure I would go for my favourite musical uh, performance of all time Gypsy the issues I don't think the aliens have invented uh, time travel therefore I can't go back in time and get the tickets to see A Man of Saunders and Gypsy Um a Man of Saunders was brilliant in Gypsy uh, was the only show I've ever seen Sat two sounding ovations during the show at the end of numbers with applause that meant the show probably ran on for another 20 minutes other than uh, midway through so uh, really really good uh, if we're talking about stuff currently on uh, come From Away is up there, I'm obviously moving to Canada I'd be very keen on Come From Away uh, It's also about 9-11 I'm not sure how the aliens would feel about 9-11
0: I I I mean, I feel the. I I, I
1: hope they would come down on the negative. No, 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 sure. But oh, yeah. But um, what I meant to say was, I would say Hamilton, but I don't think I'll be able to get the aliens tickets for Hamilton. Oh, yeah, that's tough.
0: So I I mean, they just sit there and tell
1: them to enter the lottery again and again. No, it'll be come from away, uh, which they can go see a show about. On uh, 9-11, when the uh, towns fell down, uh, U.S. airspace was closed off. So flights got diverted uh, across the world. And uh, 38 planes, 32 planes, got diverted to Gander, which is a small island up in uh, Newfoundland in Canada. And uh, people from all around the world were stuck there for a few days uh, before they were allowed to continue their journeys on back to America. And it's a story about the uh, kindness of strangers and the loveliness of Canadians and is uh, yeah very appropriately as we're we're beginning my my in Canada that I'll say if you can aliens people as well uh, give, give come from away a lesson you'll like it um, before I
0: give my recommendation which will also be a musical but it will be uh, of a different tact um, I do just want to talk about uh, standing ovations uh, in the middle oh, of the london oh fucking um, London standing ovations uh, I, so the only time I've ever been present uh, for a standing ovation in the middle of something yeah. uh, and I actually agreed with uh, we're seeing Amber Riley in Dreamgirls uh, doing I and I'm Telling You. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I don't know how much I should say this because, I mean, yep. I'm ratting on previous bosses. Um, but uh, fuck it. Um, so I, as you referenced earlier, worked briefly for um, a theatre production company um, uh, who had helped finance uh, both Dreamgirls uh, and Kinky Boots. And- Sonia Friedman? No, not Sonia Freeman. Produ- so uh had finance hey, were not sorry, the lead not producers, uh were just uh producers. If anyone wants to uh hear more of me go in depth about how theatre gets made and how it's all kind of insidious and gross, uh feel free to hit me up. Um but uh yeah, so uh, with people who uh, had um helped finance uh, and so saw the show, both Dream Girls and uh Kinky Boots with them. And you know what? Maybe they were being sincere in their standing ovations. But fuck me if they weren't the first people to stand up every single time. And I saw I saw Kinky Boots with this man four times. Jesus. And he was up before the lights were up after the fucking curtain call every single time. And uh, it You know what? I like Kinky Boots. No one likes kinky boots that much. Um, so yeah, it all uh, yeah uh, producing theatre is gross, I, 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 and uh, the way that it's financed in the I, West End I, is gross. I,
1: I will also say, London and standing ovations. I appreciate the act of uh, making theatre is very difficult. I appreciate that many people come to see musicals in London, and this is especially with musicals in London. Uh, but any theatre really in London, uh, they come on the whole lace. They want to see something nice. They saved up. They go see it. Sure. I feel that almost anything can get a standing ovation. Oh, from absolutely. It, to the point that Sleepless got a standing ovation from some people in the audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, um, save it for when you genuinely feel moved to the point where you must stand. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: I th- yeah, I think I've only ever done it like two, maybe three times. I definitely did it yeah. for Ferryman yeah, uh, right. both times I saw it. I think I did it for Curious Incident okay. um, when I saw it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, don't just fucking just stand for anything. Might- you know what? Don't stand for Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots is fine. <laughs> it's not a fucking standing ovation. Hooey. Um Anyway, uh, I'm going to put a musical... Uh, I'm going to present a musical to these uh, dear aliens, but I'm not going to present a musical theatre. Uh, I'm going to present a musical film uh, because it's one that I think is severely underappreciated and is hands down my favourite comedy of the last, like, five, ten years. Uh, pop star Never Stop Stopping. Yeah. Uh, made by Lonely Island. Flute, like... Was fucking didn't get very successful in cinemas at all. Completely flew under the radar up until it's got sort of a a cult status. So I'm 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 sure I'm 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 now expressing almost a a, cliched opinion, but it's so good. It's It's so fucking good. I've seen that film four or five times, and it makes me piss myself with laughter every single time. It's a perfect perfect satire of what it's satirizing. I
1: I think the shame about it is that it it's the kind of film that. I wish Netflix had made because yes. I think had that launched on Netflix that would have done really oh, yeah, well the first absolutely, weekend absolutely. but that it's yeah I, I can I, I can see I, what, I I can do why they well didn't cinema. make it in cinemas but it is a really good film and go watch it it's, it's yeah, really really absolutely. funny really really film.
0: good uh, me and uh, all the uh, baby yodas famously uh, will be uh, sitting around and, and giggling <laughs> Jamie, our Jamie, at this. Uh, I've murdered the baby yodas oh shit I forgot you murdered the baby
1: yodas <laughs> yeah, no! can, I, can I go back and apologise for my murdering of all the baby yodas no! The inside, look, I'm sure something good, as Jamie has pointed out, something's good happened in the year 1980s, in the 1980s. Uh, but I apologize, most importantly for me, going Anakin Skywalker and
0: yeah, killing all, yeah, the baby murdered Yodas. all the baby Yoda's. So instead, to cheer up all the <laughs> adult aliens after the death of all their children... Um, oh, and, and essentially we may have, uh, and, depending is on, that uh, the, I mean, we might yeah. have wiped out, uh, you know, a decent chunk. Like they might not live now. They might, we don't know. They might be like
1: those animals that only one time procreate. So, um, I for, for when we come back to the full shows, I am, I'm going to fix this problem. Don't worry. You're going to fix it. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I've um, got time. That's
0: what I'm saying to the aliens. Um, so that comes to the end of our lovely run of mini Uh, I hope you've enjoyed them. They've been really fun to just sort of break it, break the form and do uh, some different things, review some different things. I'm excited, as you know, to take a little break from Tom Hanks-based sure. media. We're now, uh, for, for our listeners... It's going to be one week. It's completely normal for them. Yeah. That's that's all we wanted for you. That's all we wanted is that you didn't get a break from your lovely, lovely uh, weekly Hangsbank content. Uh, but we are going to be taking a break. Uh, Al is now going to go and travel across Canada. He's going to have a great time and we're going to, in about two months' time from now, uh, maybe even uh, two and a bit, uh be back recording Road to Perdition. Uh, Yay! So next week, get excited. It will be a six-hour-long episode. We're going to be just genuinely catching up. I'm going to have spent months writing bits. Uh I'm going to have three parody songs. It's going to be amazing. There's probably going to be four technical issues as we try to figure out recording the
1: podcast on Skype. We should definitely do a, a test one beforehand to just to, to make sure that we can sync up stuff that should be fine yeah it'll be uh, fine. i will save the baby yodas you will save I, the, I will the, go baby back yodas and save saved. the baby yodas we are gonna
0: retcon the baby yodas desk next week so yeah hope you've loved uh, this little um interlude uh, you know I- mid-season break whatever you want to call it uh, and we're going to be back with our regular tom hanks programming next week uh, in the meantime, of course, you can follow us at Hanksbankpod, Pod, at Jamie P. Loxton, and at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Maybe in two months' time you'll finally change that. Uh, but, uh, but at this time. Al we'll... Canada. Yeah, Al <laughs> <I'll see's> Canada. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, I'm sure Al will have tweeted uh, all of his experiences travelling across Canada. You'll also hear about them next week. Uh, of course, continue to steal your friends' phones. Give them back to them. Download yeah. all the podcasts, yeah. etc. By this point, uh, we'll have had. I I think uh, in about two weeks' time, we'll have been cel- will celebrate uh, our year anniversary, which will be really really exciting. So we've got almost an entire year's worth of podcasts for you to download on your friends' phones, uh,
1: which is. Which is great. We, we've yeah. done well, Al. I, I do want to uh, take this time to say to everyone who's uh, stuck by us through... what well, I think I, I've enjoyed the mini-sodes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, But also just kind of the, the whole, you know, almost first 50, over 50 uh, podcasts now of uh, our run. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. It, it genuinely is a highlight of my week. I believe it's a highlight of Jamie's week. Yeah. Um, we always I don't know say, what that says about how sad our lives are but yeah. to quote uh, uh, a very great musical title of the show uh, I'd rather be nine people's favourite thing than hundreds of people's ninth favourite thing and um, can we stop revealing how low our are? <laughs> oh yeah no, no. but but to, which to say when we started the show I told Jamie that if by the end we only had ten people listening every week I would be happy. And And, and have more than that. that. It's way more than that. That's great. So So, we've at least tripled my uh, happiness. Uh, So thank you to all you guys. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to
0: say, to quote a great philosopher, uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, it's great to have things that make saying goodbye so hard. So I am saying goodbye to you for for a couple of months now. We'll still chat, but we're not going to record for a few months. It's going to be sad, but look forward to next week's episode when we will be revitalised reinvigorated and re-reviewing Tom Hanks' actual fucking films uh, so from me Jamie and my co-host Al uh, that's one more ep in the bank